0: blog talk radio
1: Quite a tumultuous week politically I really It was giving me a headache I hadn't had my drinks yet So I don't want to be drinking on my podcast So We're going to push that to the side And hopefully Whoever the fuck we elect Or sues Or if if the person the loser sues Whoever the hell states I don't give a damn I just want this shit to be over And I'm sure y'all want this to be over as well But Thank you all for tuning in this podcast so we can have a sanity break from politics. This is Scott Burks again with the Clown Hour podcast. It's a podcast component of my sports ball called The Clown Times. It's Clown Spell the K. You can find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you can find me on the web as well. Well, I should say on Facebook as well. Uh, so, where you're on your smartphone, laptop, desktop, just go to this search one and type in The Clown Times. That's Clown Spell of the K, excuse me. And we'll have a get through us right there. We're going to have a lot of fun online. we got some nice little sports political slash political memes to hopefully put a smile on everyone's faces during this tumultuous time. But uh, enough about that. We're going to have some fun tonight talking NFL in terms of who's the best team in the NFL, as well as we'll be previewing Clemson versus Notre Dame. And given Jim Harbaugh's latest failure, Against in a robbery game, this time getting pretty much smacked around by Michigan State at home, the question has to come up, and I always thought this of Jim Harbaugh, of him being overrated. And people have been asking the past two, three seasons, really, has really picked up since the Michigan State loss and to the point where there's a time for maybe Harbaugh and his alma mater, Michigan, to part ways. So help me break this down as my, my homie, my partner in crime, in sports and in Christ. Um you can hear you can see his um his his work on the yard HBCU sports, the rest of all things, HBCU sports, as well as Sleazy Radio, Tuesday night, on Facebook Live, except for this, this week because of course Tuesday night was election night, so he had to move to last night, which is why this podcast was normally Wednesday night, as refers to tonight. You can also catch his outstanding work on heroesports.com. dot com. Dwayne Nash is back in the saddle. Dean Nash, how you doing, brother?
2: Scott, Scott. First and foremost, um, I greatly appreciate you pushing your your podcast back a day. Um, we were just more afraid that the world will blow up on Tuesday, and just in case if it was still here, <laughs> hey, we'll go ahead and do our podcast Wednesday night. But yeah, that was the reason why we went ahead and moved it back a day, especially with all of us. Well, yeah, all of us now are in the D.C. area, so we had no idea what was going to happen, so we were like, okay, we'll go ahead and push it back a day, but once again, I greatly appreciate you pushing yours back a day to accommodate for me to make the appearance.
1: No worries, man, no worries. I wouldn't... You helped make this podcast go, you and my my, my NBA homies, my tennis homies, (laughs) (laughs) get out, but um, y'all, y'all make the pod, y'all help make this podcast, man. So, Hey, it's all good. It's all good in the hood, brother. Um, yeah. So I'll say this one last thing. I know you're in the DC area. You, you're around it. Mm-hmm. I, used to, as you know, I used to live in the DC area for three years and now yes, sir. Like I work, I worked for the federal government, um, during the Obama years. And man, I went from being interested in politics to just noisy it at it, I mean surrounded by the shit. <laughs> Day, and to the point where it's become part of it's like that fungus you try to get off of you, that itch. You try to get off mm-hmm. of you, It sticks to you. It's almost like it's almost like um uh what's that anti hero's name in Marvel Bravo and it, sometimes it's Spider Man uh Venom. It's kinda of like the same yard. That, that, that 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 same one that sticks to Eddie Brock. It's like it, mm-hmm. it gets you, you, you're Interested in it, it sticks to you It seems cool, you try to get rid of it And it won't go away, that's what politics Is to me now, so um, I don't know what the hell Is going to happen, as I said earlier I don't know if we're going to have like A grander scale of Hatfields versus McCoys in terms of Revolutions and a bunch of Crazy shit with the militia. I don't know I don't know what the hell is going on, people have polls complaining One crowd says Same crowd, but Two different messages. Stop the counts and keep the counts going in some other like, locations. I don't know what the hell's happening, but I know this. I'm ready for this shit to be over. I know you're ready for this shit <laughs> to be over. Most of America on both sides of the aisle is ready for this shit to be over. So thank God
2: for sports. So let's get to it. Man, who Are you I'll, say, I'll say this real quick. And it's interesting yeah, that you said what you said about your opinions on politics because I can't necessarily speak for anyone else, right? But right, being a D.C. native and growing up here and seeing both local politics and national politics up in my face every day, I, too, became mm. the exact same way. And mm. I wasn't necessarily completely turned off by it, but my, my interest, I guess, in it isn't as strong as a lot of people's And it's because I feel as though that I can detect certain things a lot quicker than most can, and and I also guess it's it's based upon you know my beliefs as a person, where you know I feel as though that, of course, a lot of people who aren't in religion call it the golden rule, you know, treat me how you want to be treated, and that's the same way that I kind of look at politics as well. You know, there's certain things that we as people you to be it in a particular way. And I don't want to get too preachy. I don't want to get too in depth in this because, of course, this is a sports show. Like you said, man, it's just very interesting how, <laughs> for whatever reason, we've gotten to a point where we can't be accepting of people who have opposite views and understanding of people who have opposite views. And then sure. also there's a thing about having opposing views and then people who have views of, 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 Cheating people wrongly, and, and that's the thing that, that, that bothers me. When, when your opposing views become those that want to be views that want to hold other people down for whatever reason, be it race, be it sex, be it economic class, whatever, that's when I have an issue with it, and, and that's when I start to have an issue with you and your thoughts. I don't I – don't, if you're a Republican or a Democrat or whatever, whatever your, your ideology is, I don't have an issue with. it. It's whatever your issues are with sociology – that I become uh, 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 more of an opposed, uh, uh, more in opposition of your views, and God, just seeing that over and over again while growing up, man, and growing up in D.C., doing the Mary and Barry era, <laughs> mm. just just made it that okay, much more yeah. where I was like, mm, politics, man, it, it, it's supposed to be work for the people. And other people, and when you're not doing the people's work, man, that's when I have an issue with you. I don't care what right. level of politics it is, be it from from uh, parochial school to the presidency. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever level it is, if you're not doing the work for the people, that's when I have a problem with you.
1: Well said, brother. Well fucking said. And that note, let's get to the podcast. So NFL, um, we saw my Pittsburgh Steelers. Pull off a win in Baltimore where, frankly, they had no damn business winning. We got out outgained almost two to one. Uh-huh. We couldn't do a damn thing offensively in the first half. And yet, outside of the score itself, the other set that mattered, four to one. Turnovers, differential. Four turnovers for Baltimore, all committed by Lamar Jackson, and one turnover for Pittsburgh. That was the difference. Otherwise and even even with the four turnovers, even with the minus three differential, Baltimore still had a chance to win. Yeah. We like came down to a fourth down, they were on the twenty some yard line, I think. Mm-hmm. And maybe I mean, I forgot. But the point is, they were close. And then Lamar Jackson, God bless me, he the kind of a prayer to the end zone. Three steels were around it. And they broke up the pass intended for Sneed. Game over. So now my Steelers are still undefeated. We're sitting at 7-0, about to take on the Cow Gals this week. You know, whoever the hell they're going to start at back or quarter, at a quarterback. Now that Dak and uh, Prescott and Andy Dalton are out of the game. Um, yeah. So uh, aside from the Steelers, you still have the Kansas City Chiefs, who, by the way, are still the, the defending champs. They're humming along. I think the record is six and one or seven and one, um, but they lost one game. I know that. Tampa, that's seven Tampa, and one. They're six and two. They're the six, they're six they're seven and one you said? Yes. Okay, seven and one. Good. That's what I thought. And Tampa is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which, who to me, apologies to Seahawks fans, to me are the best team in the NFC. Sitting there six and two. Seattle, I think, is seven and one. And they're playing good football as well, but they just can't stop anyone on defense. But given those four teams who no one would argue are the top four teams all of all football, I still think that the Chiefs are the best team in football. I, I think they're more complete. I don't think you can stop Kansas City on offense if I pick your poison. Uh if you're gonna defend Cheetah, um otherwise known as Tyreek um, Hill. You're going to defend the, t- the all-world tight end that they have. You're going to like run a game, that rookie, or you're going to ha- or once to get Le'Veon Bell more involved. I mean, and then Sammy Watkins, last check, still plays for him. I mean, where are you going to stop on offense? And then Patrick Mahomes makes the whole thing go. He can move too. So it's like, really? And then Kansas defense is playing better. They're they're not stellar, but they're playing a hell of a lot better. So, to me, I still think Kansas City is the team to beat in in all football. Followed by my Steelers, then Tampa. I love Tampa's defense. I really love Tampa's defense. They're the top defense. Them and Pittsburgh are the top two defenses in football right now, statistically, in most categories. Um, I think pro football focus ranks them as top two defenses as well. Um and you know he has like the likes of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin when healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And Gronkis, Rob Gronkowski is getting to his groove now. Um, mm-hmm. They got Cameron Breaks. Um, mm-hmm. Now they have Antonio Brown, who's like crazy uh, 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 motivated and looks like he's in great shape. So mm-hmm. to go along with Godwin when healthy, and Mike Evans. I think Scotty Miller as well, the other slot guy. You have those guys, right? And Grok and the other tight end. So <laughs> you, you basically, is like similar to New, similar to Kansas City, who the hell are you going to defend? And I know they, they have like what that Jones kid, that second year running back, to go along with Leonard Fournette. When they want to, they can run the ball. Pretty decently as well.
0: Who, who are you who are you
1: going to defend? And I mentioned this earlier, but that defense, man, you got an offense that that's hard to defend, and that defense, the way they yeah. the smacked down on Green Bay a few weeks ago, Lord Jesus, I did not want to face Tampa in the playoffs in the NFC. And like in Seahawks, last but not least, I ranked Seahawks as the fourth best team. I love Russ was Russell Wilson, AC State grad. Yeah, I know he played at Wisconsin, but he was a graduate transfer. Damn it! Uh, so he's a, Wolf
0: Packer <laughs> Boston, a lot
1: of people, um, for, yeah. a lot of people forget that.
2: Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of people forget, forget that. that. He
0: is a Wolf mm-hmm. He's
1: a Wolfpacker, more than a Badger. Um, even though our coach at the time, Tim like O'Brien, uh, uh, AC State, he was just a fuckhead, running him out of town essentially for. Um, I forget his name now. Uh, oh, uh, Glenn, Mike Glennon, the immoral Mike Glennon, but that's not a hero there. Um, Seattle's like making Russ cook. I like that a lot. He's, he's ball out of control. He's he's finally getting some MVP. He's getting some MVP considerations. I think we're all said and done, if he keeps a stellar play up, the Arizona game, Carlos game, notwithstanding, he's going to be that dude to get MVP. I, I really think that. Um, but the, again, as I said earlier, Dell's defense can't stop you, me, and, nine other, and, and eight and nine of the cats with A and T. We they're terrible, straight terrible on defense, which is why I have the fourth best team. So as far as the, the those teams got, uh, I almost called you my son's name. Um, who is your best team in the NFL right now? Your your opinion.
2: As of right now, I actually have the Steelers as my number one team. Yes, it's because they're undefeated, and unfortunately, man, um, no, it's unfortunately they're undefeated, and they 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 just showed me that they can play consistent ball, even though they have a lot of issues on the defensive side of uh, of, of the ball. But they continue to win, and, and until you can show me otherwise, even though I really hate that excuse, I have to stick with the uh, the Steelers on that. It, it seems as though that everyone else's resume as of right now just hasn't been too impressive to me to make me want to believe that either one of them are better. Because if you if you look at their wins that these other teams have had, like the teams that you said, the Steelers, not the Steelers, I'm sorry, the Seahawks, the um the the Chiefs and uh the Bucks, they've had some good wins. And I think maybe, no, not maybe, but I I, I know for sure that both um what's that, the, uh, the, the Bucks and the Chiefs have had impressive wins, or, I'm sorry, I take that back, slightly more impressive wins, they still have losses on their ledger, which proves to me that you can be beaten. The thing is, whether or not the Steelers, who haven't been beaten, we, we haven't seen a way to beat them yet, if that makes any sense. Um, sure. But yeah, my, my, my order and of, of uh, top four teams, so at this point of the season are the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and coming in at number four, the Bucs. Um, like I said before, I, I just have questions about, a lot of the, about the teams that I have in my, my top eight, actually my top ten to be exact, um, going the week nine. It, it's, it's loosely based, not even loosely, it is based upon how they've looked or who they've played so far during the schedule. And I understand you can't help who is scheduled or, or, or how the schedule goes. But right. I'm just uh, it, it's just interesting to me that, unfortunately, for them, they haven't had a harder test as of yet. Because if you look at the resumes of not just the teams in the top four, but if you look at my top eight, a lot of their wins are against teams that have records of 500 or worse. Um with right. the exception say for um okay, <clears throat> Seattle. Mm, the Bucks the, the the one of the Bucs' wins are against Green Bay and they beat Green Bay Correct. and Green Bay and they also beat the uh the Raiders. Uh-huh. Um so they had two impressive wins on their legend, but they also got two losses, right? right? Um Right. Same thing with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have wins over um both Baltimore and Buffalo but they still have that loss against the Raiders. It's just the fact that no one has beaten the Steelers up to this point. And as much as I hate to use, you know, you're the best team, only because you're undefeated, it has a lot to do with it for Pittsburgh because uh, – but, but they've also got wins against the same teams that, that the other teams have wins against. And, and, and that Baltimore win in Baltimore – And the fact that they were capable of turning the ball over three times um, was was highly impressive to me. But like you said, the one thing that I am concerned about with Pittsburgh, and it's something that we've said several times so far this year, is, of course, Ben Mm -hmm. Roethlisberger, as good as he's looked, the same way everyone praises him for his ability to spread the offense around and getting the ball to Washington, getting the ball to Smith-Schuster, getting the ball to um, Claypool, getting the ball to um, Ebron. Connors running the ball effectively. They're playing good, but they're just not playing great. And the thing is, they're going to have to play great in order to beat the likes of the Kansas City Chiefs, because, as we've seen, the only team that beat the Chiefs put 40 up on them. And until I'm capable of seeing someone else beat Kansas City, and, and beating them by holding them to twenty points, I, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know if it can be done yet. I, I really don't. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I just I, I, and and I can only grade a team based upon what they've done, not what they what I think that they can do. I I refuse to do that. You know, I can I can mm-hmm. I can prognosticate, <clears throat> but I'm not going to rank a team based upon what I think that they could do because we really don't know. If you don't believe that, we don't know what nobody's going to do. Ask Tennessee uh, about what the Cincinnati Bengals could do.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I'll tell you this, man. There's a big game that Seattle, that, both, that two of the top four teams are involved in this week, being uh-huh. uh, Seattle and uh, Tampa. Seattle has to go to Buffalo. I yeah. know that this weekend is weird as fuck, given the weather. I mean, it's mm-hmm. only 71 degrees. The forecast is 71 degrees in Buffalo. In November. That's that's insane. It's it's just Mm -hmm. my weekend out here, as a matter of fact. Um, Yeah. But, but yes, Seattle plays Buffalo in the early game, at one o'clock kick. And we know how that is, how tough that is, like, for teams from the West Coast coming in for a one o'clock kickoff. That's like 10 o'clock to them on their body time. So so we all heard the stories about how tough that is.
0: Mm -hmm. Teams
1: going – West Coast to the East Coast, especially for the early game, and then you have Tampa hosting uh, uh, New Orleans Sunday night, and so this is a fact that not many people know, and I found very amazing. Despite my respectful disdain I have of Tom Brady, Um, and I'm an emphasis on respectful. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know that he has never been swept. In his entire career, he has never been swept. I
2: don't doubt it. I really don't. You know, he's a lot of people would say. In... A lot of people would say it's because he's been in the AFC East, and the AFC East has been Correct. especially in the past twenty years, not that impressive. Um, and this, you would say that being in the NFC South will probably be one of the opportunities that he would have to potentially be swept. But um, the way that the Saints look this year, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if if they could do it necessarily. But it'll be interesting to see if it happens. You know, um, you
1: know that includes like right, even playoff, even like rematch playoff rematches. Like those mm. years went
2: against Peyton Manning. You know, where it be in a regular oh, season. Oh, you know what? Season. I didn't even take that into consideration. I'm sorry about that. You, you you're right. No,
1: no, worries no. That's, that
2: That's why I think
1: it's impressive, because he went up against – he played big Ben multiple times mm-hmm. in the regular season, regular season and postseason, rather. Yeah. Same thing with Peyton Manning. Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore, several times Joe Flacco, or mm-hmm. as the Bears calls it. Um, and even Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. The last few years in, in New England. He, he, he
0: mm-hmm. played
1: twice, once in the regular season, once in So that's why I say that's impressive as hell. Yeah. He's never has been swept by any team in the regular given regular season or regular in-post season, for that matter, mm-hmm. right, and given rematches. So that's impressive. So one thing, as the saying goes in sports, something has to give. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, but I don't think New Orleans will be at full strength. I don't think Mike Thomas is going to play. He's dealing with a nagging injury still. Um, and they've the been holding out Drew Brees the last couple of practices, as far as I know, from what I heard. Rather, so I, I don't think that New Orleans is going to pull off the, the the first time ever sweep of Tom Brady.
2: Um,
1: but I still think it's going to be a hell of a game. I think New Orleans playing better on defense. I think that, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I just I just think that um, you know it's going to be a hell of a matchup. It's still be a hell of a game. it will be a great atmosphere. But I still think – I think Tampa's going to come on top. This one game right quick, right – and I do mean quickly. I want to touch on that. It's not reflective on any of the top four teams we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. This game that's very interesting. And given my locale, I'll be able to see it on TV for free. That's Baltimore at Indianapolis. Both five and two.
0: Mm-hmm. Baltimore's
1: coming off of that, that pressing loss to my Steelers. The Colts are right high for a big one over, albeit Detroit. But still, this is an opportunity to see which of these teams are really, really, really for real. Like I mean, we know Baltimore's good. But, mm-hmm. So they have a benefit out from last how they did last year. But no one saw this from Indianapolis, at least not many people, not with Phillip Rivers at the helm. And I'm glad to see Phillip Rivers, another former Woodpecker. Um, he's still ball mm-hmm. you know he's completed what one hundred sixty one out of two hundred thirty one passes eight hundred sixty yards ten touchdowns that's pretty good yeah. um and so he's still he's still that dude he's still proven to be that dude, even though people want to run him off everything else with that crazy side on throwing motion, but
2: he's mm-hmm. still
1: doing it he's still talking as much shit as ever. <laughs> 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 That shit's him, I love it But he also, he does so respectfully He he doesn't cuss at you too, he says Gosh darn it, you missed that Gosh darn it, we we got you on that coverage, but stuff like that He he cracks up the defense, that's how Funny he is, but He doesn't cuss, but the point is Is that I'll be able to see this game Live, come Sunday And that's going to be very interesting to see How Indianapolis does against that Ravens defense And the Colts do not have a shabby defense themselves. Exactly. You know? So this this is going to be a very interesting, and I think very low-scoring game. The over and under is 48. I think it's going to be much under than that. <laughs> I, I think only one team is going to. It's probably going to be like a 20-17 game. I'm thinking. Uh, but that's going to be a game to watch, and it's going to be interesting, man. If Indianapolis pulls it out. There, that's going to be a statement game in and of itself, as far as the AFC playoff picks is concerned. Because the top Tennessee for first in the uh, AFC South, mm-hmm. but still, I went over the Ravens. That would get every, that would get the Colts on everyone's radar. I guarantee you.
2: Now it's interesting that you point that game out, right? Because I too, I had difficulty. You know, we do our weekly picks on Sleazy. And I had right. difficulty I had well, I had slight difficulty making this pick. Um and, and I still waver now with the, the the decision that I made, um because we really don't know who Indianapolis is, right? The Colts, yes, five right. and two, they're tied for first and the, the um the South Division, um with Tennessee and following well next week they, they face Tennessee and Tennessee. So they have two consecutive big games coming up in the, in the next two weeks. Um, and, and the reason why Indianapolis is such a head-scratcher, they're 5-2, but their two losses are against <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars, the two teams that, that are in last place in their respective divisions, right? So who mm-hmm. are these Titans? Are, are the, are, not the Titans, I'm sorry. Who are these Colts or the Colts, this, this team that have beaten the likes of uh, the Bears, the Vikings, and and, and the other three teams that that have been on their schedule, are or are, is this team this team that has stooped down to the low to the lows of the Jaguars or, or the or the Bengals, um, mm-hmm. which which is the thing that's so confusing to me, and like you said, the Colts have a a great defense, top five defense to be exact, um, and right. the one thing. That the 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 uh, the Baltimore Ravens, especially um, uh, Lamar uh, Jackson, has has had issues with is facing off against tough defenses, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how this Colts defense looks against this Baltimore offense. One, two, how will this Colts offense look at, look against this Ravens defense? Because this Phillip Rivers isn't the Phillip Rivers that we grew up seeing. It's a slightly different one where he doesn't toss the ball as much. But they're still capable of of, of putting up enough points to win games. Um, And they're doing it without without using a lot of T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. has been very quiet this this entire season. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see how that game um, uh, uh, plays out, and mm-hmm. I'll be keeping an eye out on that game. I mean, I'll be focused more on that um, debauchery, which is uh, Washington versus uh, New York. But on my other oh, side, okay. out of, my other eye, of course, I'll be watching Baltimore, um, Indianapolis. Of course, both of those games will be local games for me. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 you, you say they're not um, top five matchups, but they're two top ten teams that I have. Um, with mm. the Colts being around ten or eleven for me, um, so it'll be interesting to see. Like you said, will the Colts prove that they're for? Well, will the Colts prove that they're better than what people think that they are? Especially having to face the um, the, the Titans next week, or will they be so concerned about the Titans? Well, there's no way in the world you can look past the Rams. So that was another conversation that we had or Sleazy um, Mm. last night, was whether or not pro teams can overlook a team because of who they may be facing the following week. And Coach and I came to a disagreement with that. Um, But, yeah, there's no way in the world that that the Colts are are bypassing uh, the Ravens in this situation because this is a team that they may have to face in the playoffs. So, yeah, they need to go ahead and and, and try to – play well, well, not try, but they need to play well in this game and, 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 and just get ready for the following week. But to to a, a, to belabor a point that we, we discussed earlier, one thing that I forgot to bring up about the Steelers, and I'm sorry for having to go back on this, is, this is something that just got no, like a bad taste in my mouth yesterday. Um, I was watching your favorite sports network, um, Fox Sports 1, yesterday, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to say the show because they don't pay me, to advertise them, so I'm not going to promote them. All I'm going to say is that this Bama gave his top 10, and he had the Steelers at three and the, the Bucks at two. And I just thought it was blasphemous for him to come out and say, when he said that he gave the Steelers third place or the third in his ranking, he questioned who had the Steelers blown out, only to follow it up by saying that the Bucks are second for him. And we just watched hmm. the Bucks barely beat the Giants in New York. What do you mean, who are they blown out? What kind of question is that, dude? They don't need to blow nobody out if they're consistently winning. I don't care how they're winning. If the question is, are they winning? The, the, I mean, yeah, if you go break down uh, uh, the ledger, or, or not the ledger, but if you go ahead and break down the summary of. A team's record, they do have point differential. Yes, that's there, but you know what? Point differential, unless you get late, late, late into the um, what's the the, the, the that that term called? The uh, 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 uh when you when you're doing seeding for the playoffs or when you're doing seeding for the draft. Um, that's the only time that necessarily comes into play because of course you look at yeah. uh, head-to-head matchups, and then of course you start getting the point differential. But nobody's really focused on point differential. Or let's just say I don't care about point differential. The question is, did you win? If you won, so what? Let's go, move on next week. All I know is the Bucks got two L's on their on their schedule well, on their um on their record. And I'm trying to figure out how a team with two losses we've seen this team lose mm-hmm. twice. One of them where Tom Brady is throwing up the four like he's a member of the Four Horsemen at the end of the game. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how that right. team. Is better than a team that's 1-7 straight. I understand the, the the Steelers have been winning ugly in a lot of people's eyes, but they're winning. I don't care. But mm. I digress. Yes, if you can watch Pittsburgh, not Pittsburgh, but if you go watch Baltimore and Indianapolis, please do, because I think that this game is going to be a lot better than what a lot of people think it would be. And I don't know if it necessarily will live up to its, Five and two versus five and two record, but I believe that this game is going to be a close game. I, I really do. You're going to see two I great see defenses going at it, and 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 if you love defense, like I do love defense, that's something that you want to want to go ahead and keep your eye on. so uh, bro.
1: Let's use this to trans to transition from the NFL to college football. Yay! Uh-huh. Um, the big <laughs> game this weekend, The big game this weekend. Perhaps they're saying the biggest ACC game in five years since Clemson, since uh, Deshaun Watson's Tigers took on Lamar Jackson's Louisville Cardinals. Um, that is Clemson at Notre Dame, 7:30 p.m. prime time on NBC. Notice I said ACC and Notre Dame in the same sentence. 2020 has been a weird ass year. They got, they got Notre Dame playing an ACC schedule. I mean, because after all, they're at ACC and all, all other sports except for football and hockey. But still, it's still weird as hell to see Notre Dame last week on the road at Georgia Tech with ACC emblems on their, on their football jerseys. It's weird to see Notre Dame Stadium, they have ACC emblem on the 25-yard line on, on, on all sides. It's just weird to see this. This is a weird year. But nonetheless,
2: <laughs> you got I'll say this just before so we move on. You're... Yeah, go ahead. I'll say this real quick before we move on. We yeah, knew we're... that it would take something big for them to come over and, and do ACC play, and it took a pandemic. Right. So, yeah, we were, we were right to to some degree um, that the questions I do have, is this long-term or is this just for the season? No,
1: it's just for the season. It's just for the season. And wouldn't it be funny? Okay. Wouldn't it be funny if Notre Dame somehow wins the ACC football championship, and the following year be like, okay, we're, okay, we're good, and then just like it's just it's like a walk-off shot, right? It's almost like you're beating your big brother in a game and then immediately uh, retire That would be like Notre Dame would be doing if they were to win somehow, win the ACC football championship, and then just say, you know. What? let's go back to our independence if everything's back to normal, whoever normal will be next season. That would be funny as hell. As much as I dislike Notre Dame, I respect the history, but I dislike Notre Dame, that would be funny as hell if they were to pull that off and just pretty much use it as a virtual walk-off shot. That would be funny as hell to me. But uh, anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, is that Clemson won't have Trevor Lawrence because he's he, he's dealing with COVID, press up for him. Hopefully he gets better. The young man gets mm-hmm. better. He's a good young man. I love what he's doing with the Black Lives Matter movement. I like what he's doing with awareness about unity and a big voice. He's even got his coach down to 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 actually be a voice on that as well. But he's he's a good young man. He has a bright pitch ahead of him. Hopefully gets better. But they have this guy, this two freshmen, and I know I'm gonna butcher his last name. D.J. Uagalele, I think how you pronounce his name. Uh, you know what? Yes, a true what? freshman. I, fresh
2: yes, the true freshmen, um, I always tend to get his name and Tunga Torvaloa's names right when I see it. You know, when, when, I, when I'm looking at it. Yeah, I got you. But trying to remember it, mm-hmm. but I know who you're talking about. He's the uh, like you were about to say, or if you already said it, he's the, uh, the the top recruit quarterback that that's out of. He's also out of the same area as as the um, the Tuga Valois, right? Before, yeah, yeah,
1: he's yeah, He's Hawaiian as well. Yeah. So that was a huge find for Dabo. So he's the mm-hmm. he's a he's a he's a heir apparent. He's Now there's a couple of things you don't. Well, first of all, the the kid is I call him a kid, six Mm -hmm. foot four inches, two hundred fifty pounds. He's about he's bigger than Ben Roethlisberger, maybe an inch or two shorter. I think he's heavier than Ben Roethlisberger. He's built like a defensive end, and also his dad is a little long fat. His dad is a former bodyguard for (laughs) Stupido. Go fish. He's a former buddy cop for Snoop Doggy Dog. Um so yeah, that's 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 funny as hell. Um but anyway, he did great against Boston College, you know, he it was a comfort behind that for Boston College came to play last mm-hmm. week. And Boston, like, that's the team on the rise. New head coach, uh the former defensive uh coordinator from Ohio State, so great hire. Um but now you got Ian Brook. Um Company on NBC and Notre Dame Stadium is off dead. I think that this is going to be a good game. I still think Clemson might win this thing because Clemson has this is this is my tri better for all college teams: speed, power, and explosiveness. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The biggest competition to Clemson, the ACC, Notre Dame. Let's start with Notre Dame. Notre Dame has. Uh-huh. Uh, um, They they have a little bit of speed They have a bit of Explosiveness But they Uh have high They're very strong in the trenches Right North Carolina They have speed They're very explosive But they're not that strong in the trenches Right Uh Um, Clemson on the other hand They have lots of speed they have lots, they're hella explosive, and they have a whole lot of power in the trenches. So they have, all, they have the Tri-Vector working for them, right? So Notre Dame has a lot of one and a little bit of two of them. But I give Notre Dame a shot, a good shot. They're well coached. Even though people here in Cincinnati may disagree because they still hate Brian Kelly from <laughs> them to coach Notre Dame, I mean, why wouldn't he coach Notre Dame? But anyway, that's another story for the top. I think that um, I think even though Notre Dame's to make a game of it, Clemson's come out on top because they have, again, they have all three. Even with a true freshman or quarterback, I think that would be the difference. If the true freshman has it comes up with with like a deer in headlights, Notre Dame will win this thing. Uh But I think Clemson, I think, it will be a one-score game. They're favored by five. But I think it's going to be a one-score game. And it's it's probably going to be the game of the year in all-college football.
2: Oh, I completely agree with you. The thing is, um, DJ can't play at, at any period in this game the way he looked in the first half against B.C. Um, if he right. can come out and, It'll and be a if you play. Can. oh yeah, it will be. It will be. Um, it just happens to be that of course the um the, the Clemson defense was capable of of holding uh, BC scoreless in the second half. Um, yeah, you know you had that that fumble recovery that led to a touchdown. You 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 have short drives in the first half, and and, and it was basically a freshman looking like a freshman, um, in his first right. game. So, hopefully, he's learned a lot after that first game. Um, Hopefully, the coaching staff, the offensive um, coordinator has has learned a lot about D.J. from that first game so that they know how to coach him in this game to Mm reduce those mistakes. Because, let's face it, they're going to have to play either mistake-free football or make Notre Dame make a ton of mistakes to keep this Mm. game from being super ugly. And and that's what they really don't want is this game to be super ugly. But the thing is that that, that I have an issue with is that it's Notre Dame still. Um, Mm. Over the past 20 years, 20, 25 years, there are several schools who I have on a list of dudes. I don't believe you. You need more people, right, from the the, the famous Jay-Z line, right? And Mm -hmm. what that means is, yes, you may be highly ranked before November 1, but who have you played yet and how will you look if you make it to your conference championship game or to the playoffs and and play somebody that really matters? Because you may be able to get through a season playing who you played, but you might not have played no big dogs. And whenever you play a big Mm -hmm. dog, you don't end up, meeting the expectations that everyone has for you. And like I said, Notre right. Dame is one of them schools. Georgia is one of them schools. You know, anybody you want to pull out of the Big uh, 12 is one of them schools. They just fit that resume to me. You might look good over here, but let's go ahead and throw you up against the big dogs and see how you look. And Notre Dame has just failed to prove themselves worthy To me, in the past 20 years, every time the bright lights show, they don't look right. They always end up coming up short. And this is an opportunity for them to prove themselves against a wounded Clemson team, which also makes it prime for DJ to come out and look great against a big dog too. So I I picked Clemson because I don't trust Notre Dame. This is Notre Dame's game to, to lose, technically, because they're facing a freshman, you know, and they're doing it at home, and they're doing it on their network. Oh, my God, NBC is living it up this weekend. Just in case, if mm-hmm. you haven't been watching any NBC, I'm about to do an NBC commercial real quick. Not only do they okay. have... Uh, Notre Dame and Clemson this weekend. They also have Dave uh, Chappelle on on, some, on uh, SNL late night on, on Saturday. Right. And then, of course, that Monday night game. They got a big game Monday night, too. So, they're about to live it big this weekend in terms of their ratings for NBC. NBC, I need my check tomorrow. With all that promo I just did for y'all, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and need my cut right now. But, um, yes, uh, uh, Notre Dame. It's 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 best for the Patriots. If, if I understand, this might be an asterisk season for college football, but this is this opportunity to go ahead, be the number one, ride out the rest of the year, and make it to the playoffs as a potential favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know when 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 Trevor comes back, if if at best. Clemson can come back in as a as a fourth seed and make it into the playoffs, but yeah, right now Notre Dame they should take care of business. I really just don't trust them. I really don't. Mm.
1: Mm. Well, I'll say this, man. Even if Notre, they say like for the sake of argument, Notre Dame does win Saturday. They still have to play at North Carolina, which I think is going to be a huge game because Carolina is very good. They they, if they they fell asleep against both Florida State and Virginia, both on the road, and they made valiant comebacks, especially one against Florida State. If, the, if those kids could catch, they would have been Florida State. Um, but nevertheless, I think it's going to be a tough game for Notre Dame because they have to go to Chapel Hill. Uh, mm-hmm. That's low key going to be tough as well. Um, but, I mean, still, Clemson can moonwalk this way. <laughs> To the title game, to the, to the conference yeah. title game after this week, because I mean they, they would, really, I mean Florida State really, so yeah, um, so yeah, so I, I think that, um, that I mean Notre Dame aside from going to Carolina, they have to go to Pitt, which is which, which well no no they already went to Pitt and won. I'm sorry, um, that's been there done that. They won big too, but. Uh, it's really it's, it's Carolina and Wake Forest. They have, they have a makeup game with Wake Forest later this year as well, because um, they missed that week early this season due to COVID complications. Um, this is going to be a read. These teams are going to face each other again. You just know they're going to face each other again. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. It's going to be cool and good for the ACC. Still, it's going to be funny as hell once Notre Dame, if they were to win the conference championship en route to the to the college football, uh, football playoff, and then just say next uh, like next year, like, you know what? This conversation was cool, but back to being independent, and then just use that as a walk-off shot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and if ACC
2: football championship, that would be so fucking funny. But anyway. Um, oh, that would be hilarious. I just find this even more hilarious. I'm just looking at it right now. Clemson are five-point favorites tomorrow. with Saturday? Yeah with a quarter quarterback favorite, on the road. Even without Trevor. That's that that lets you know what Vegas thinks about Notre Dame too. So like I said, this right. is theirs to 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 win. Um but goddamn don't nobody trust Notre Dame, dude. No. <sighs>
1: you
2: know what? I would say this though.
1: I'll leave this one note here. You can chat on it if you want before we move on mm-hmm. to the last topic. Um if Notre Dame does win Clemson would have returned the favorite and the they're going to face each other again, in the ACC championship game. Let's just call it what it is. What I think they see each other again in that, in the ACC championship. Um, there's a possibility. Cause so both teams, like if, if, if everything plays out the way it's supposed to from this point forward, leading to the conference championship, there'll be, there. if, 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 like I said, if Notre Dame wins to uh, Saturday, and Clemson returns to favor, Playing the conference championship game, both teams will have one loss, and both teams will likely be in the top four or five. Uh-huh. So we may be looking at, and this is going to be another funny scenario once Notre Dame both, like goes back to being independent next season, the addition of Notre Dame could give the ACC two teams and the college football playoff. That is uh-huh. a very, that's a possibility right now because I don't know how Ohio State would do with a shortened schedule, I mean, that's another podcast of the time that whether it's fair for a conference to play eight, seven, eight games and the rest of the other leagues have to play 10 or 11. Um, But I think Alabama, we all agree that Alabama's probably going to be there in the end. I don't see any other team seriously challenging them this Mm -hmm. season, like any other season for that matter.
2: Um,
1: (laughs) So, basically, it's going to come down to – whether the big Ten allow I'm well, not big 10 whether the college football Play-off committee will allow how state to compete with a eight no record <laughs> um maybe not 0 know like a, after the big ten conference Championship win or if they stumble they step the toll on the way could make for a university Cincinnati team to sneak in there if they stay undefeated um, so in other words, what I'm trying to say is if Clemson and Notre Dame finish with one loss, right, it's going to be hard to deny one. They're not, going to de- they're not going to deny one because one would be a conference champ. But it would be also hard to deny the other because of the record and the stricter schedule, especially if that team would be Notre Dame because they would have beaten Clemson in the regular season. They would have beaten Carolina on the road. They would have mm-hmm. like uh, some other teams, good teams along the way. You can't deny it. It's going to be very hard to deny Notre Dame. So I'm just throwing it out there to close this, this, this segment. And feel free to come in if you want, but this is a possibility that we may see two teams from the ACC this year in the college
2: football playoff, and that's going to be, we'll be wild as fuck. Yes, it will. And you'll have to help me on this because my memory is short. Um. When was the last time we've had two teams from the same uh conference making it to the playoffs? Has that ever
1: happened? Yeah, that's the SEC uh Alabama beat Georgia and the Talk Wild to his first year. So, that's right that's, that's what right. that's what that's when Alabama didn't win its own division, own division.
2: That's
1: but they had right. such a great record and stripped for schedule that they were able to mm-hmm. jump Ohio State because Ohio State got blown out twice. Doing that That's season. right. Even though they jumped to right. Ohio State. So, yeah,
2: that was the that year. That was the year that Alabama yeah. jumped to Ohio State because – and Alabama didn't even play in their own uh, conference title game. That's right. That was the year it was right. Georgia and LSU, right? It was Georgia and Auburn.
1: Georgia and
2: Auburn. Auburn. That's, Auburn. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 That's right, because Auburn beat Alabama. Be Alabama that year. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Oh God, yeah, I remember that game now because I remember being out at that sports bar. Yeah. So yeah, so the <laughs> whole thing of, um, the whole thing of getting two in from the same conference and everyone fearing it being uh, SC, uh, the SEC, which has already happened. The one year that it's the ACC. <laughs> you know what? Now that I'm thinking about that, Coach has been very quiet about that. Coach is a huge conspiracy theorist about two teams making it in from the same uh, conference. And now that it's, it's his beloved ACC, he's been very quiet about that. I might have to call Coach out about that next week. You should. Sure. You should. Sure. Okay. I, I think what's,
0: that's
1: the
2: so cool. cool. I don't know. Maybe he's not trying to jinx it. I don't know. But uh, anyway, he's probably um, not. He's probably not. But I just thought it was interesting that the um, the ACC – well, correct me if I'm wrong. The ACC has moved away from divisions this year, and they'll just go ahead and take the two right. teams with the best record. And the, okay, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make and sure. And which they, they should be going
1: forward. Which they should be going forward. Again, that's another podcast with the time. They should – them oh. and the other should just do away with the vision and just go straight up. Like close to around them as, as they possibly can, because yeah, because because the division they don't see each other for an average of six years. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they have to stop that.
2: They really have to stop and that. It's um, interesting that you bring that yeah. up because I'm actually doing an article on why <laughs> the MIAC is it's messing up its final football year, moving into mm-hmm. divisions. Um, I understand why they're doing it. But, yeah, they're messing up this this 50th and final season by moving into divisions. Mm, gotcha. Um,
1: speaking of, Kosh, we'll get you out. We'll close the show out on this, man. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Jim Harbaugh? I, mean, I know what's going on with Jim Harbaugh. He can't win a big game. He can't beat his no. rivals. Um After Monty up in Minnesota – like la like the like like two weeks ago, they come back to lay an egg against this rival. They don't consider them an arch rival, but Michigan State considers them an arch rival. But like Michigan State, they they lose to them, and it's very uninspiring effort on mm-hmm. top of that. So I mean, we've been hearing this man about Harbaugh the last few seasons, right? They're zero five against. Ohio State. about to be 0-6 against them this year because there's no way in the hell that they're, they're beating Ohio State. Um, no. And they are, if you count the loss against Michigan State last weekend, they're mm-hmm. 1-6 at home. 1-6 and at home against Michigan State and Ohio State since Harbaugh took over. That's his
0: mm.
1: it's, it's rival. Normally, normally um coaches will get their asses fired if they don't beat their rivals, right? They True. normally they normally get the asses fired. But I don't have I don't have Jim Harbaugh's like contract in front of me. But let's just say Harbaugh has tens and tens of millions of reasons why that he's not gonna get fired anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's gonna be one hell of a buyout if they move if they, if Michigan forces Harbaugh out of there. Um, I will say this though, it would not shock me if Harbaugh says no fuck it and goes to the NFL. It would not I would not put it past him because he he marched the beat of his own drum. We all know that, and he tends to. As you say, even his own co workers and, and employees if, if you will, wherever he's been whether from San Francisco to like, Stanford before that. <laughs> you know, it's like people can only take him in doses. And which is a bad thing when you're not winning. And as far as winning, I mean winning big. So I've been I think he's been overrated for the past two, three seasons. I mm-hmm. think you were hanging on after he's not he's not but so overrated. What are your feelings on Harbaugh now? Is he like? Can we both agree now that he's officially the most overrated coach in college football right now?
2: Um, he's most definitely the most overrated football coach in college football right now. Um, uh, but I also am a subscriber of it's it's about the Mose and Joes, as it's it's equally as much about the 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 mos and joes as it is the X's and O's as it pertains to college football. Um especially when you're talking about the larger conferences, when you're talking about the Big Tens, the ACCs, the SECs, the uh, the Pac twelves. You you have to have the dogs in order to do it. And, and and from my knowledge, they haven't been the school pulling in the super big dogs like everybody else. Um and, and, and oh my God, like you said, with them being undefeated against Ohio State his entire time there. Um, and, and and what, only one win against Michigan State? Um, yeah. You know what? He, he'll have one year. His, his contract is actually up at the end of 2021. Um, okay. And there was discussion uh, last year, or at least I've had discussions last year, if regardless of what he does in 2020 – if he can't beat Ohio State and or Michigan State, then he's most definitely on the hot seat. There's a possibility that Michigan may cut ties with him a year earlier. But um mm. yeah, it's just been it's been tough for him his entire tenure there. Um the the years that he'd come close, he just couldn't get over the that Buckeye hump. And and now that he can't beat the uh the Spartans either yeah, they may end the up cutting ties with that dude. The question is, will they do it at the end of this season? Or will they go ahead? Well, the question is, will they do it at what point within the next 12 months? Well, I'm sorry, the next next 13 months will they do it? Will they do it? Right. I'm sorry, yeah, 13 months. Because will they do it in, in, in January of 2021? Or will they do it in January of 2022? It's happening within mm. the next 13 months. The question is when. You know, mm. are they going to go through the season, allow him to have his final year on his contract, and, 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 and see if he can play his way into an extension there? Or are they done with him now during this real rough season? I'm doing that in air quotes because of COVID. And and, and, and wonder whether or not they, they need to move elsewhere. Um to try to do something with this uh, this program because it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for um, a lot of programs come fall 2021 because we're still that season after the COVID season. You have to right. deal with whatever your senior situation is. You have to deal with whatever your your incoming freshman situation is going to be, how you're going to finagle your contract there, how you going to Navigate those 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 seas, and then to have to throw in the whole concept of bringing in a new head coach. I think that might be the one thing that 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 saves him from losing his job this coming January. They want to wait for him Got to it. go ahead and navigate all of that. You know, have all of that situated, being that he's already here, and it's not going to be foreign to him. He'll it's, it'll be easier for him to do it than to have to hire a new go through the process of hiring a new gun and having that dude coming in and organizing everything because that first year for him is already going to be rough. So, yeah. And I think COVID is the one thing that's going to save his job. I think COVID yeah. is going to be the one... I'm sorry, COVID is going to be the one thing that extends him out to the end of his contract. Let me rephrase that.
1: Well, because they're not going to break him off. I don't think because they're gonna come up with that seven and a half million. That's his annual salary. And, yeah. Which and, then, and, I, and I didn't know that this is gonna. He's entering the last year. Next year will be the last year of his contract, rather. Yeah. So uh uh-huh. That'll be what 50, fifteen million. That still ain't chump change. I don't care how rich Michigan is. Well, no. Well, technically,
2: he'll finish out this year. So once he finishes yeah. out that this year, then you know he'll have that one year left. So it'll be right. that, that, that 7.5. The question is, is 7.5 worth it to have to come in and, and, and hire a new coach, and then you really have to start from scratch in these type of, of, of situations that that makes it, like I said, it's, it's going to be tough for any coach, any coaching staff for the next two years to have to navigate what they're going to do with their players, incoming, outgoing, staying, and, and everything else, along with the rigors of having to coach up a new program. It's going to be very
1: tough. Right. And that's that's the thing. So, memo to Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. To take a quote from the great, late Al Davis, just win, baby.
2: Just win. Just win That'll your game. be the thing that'll save him. That'll be the thing that'll save him. The thing is, though, he. he the teams that he's, he's uh, suited up just haven't been good enough to beat Ohio State. And I know that they're getting tired of it in Ann Arbor. I know that they are. And now that they're losing to the team in, in Lansing, oh, my God, it's even worse. It's even worse. You, you can't lose to both. You can't. So, he's been yeah. It's, it's, it, and I, I think the this thing. will he's also been. reflect on whether or not he gets a head coaching job in the NFL, too.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. He's been losing to both. He's again. He's one and he's one and six at home against both Michigan State and Ohio State. Not being able to beat Ohio State is one thing, Mm -hmm. but if you can't beat Michigan State, your little brothers, yeah, man, (laughs) that would be insane. So anyway, it is what it is. But um, well, we'll see. But uh, all right, man. Well. Hope it doesn't get too crazy in D C politically and uh I know the weather's gonna be nice and uh it's hanging in watching watching the football team trying to do something and uh, we'll see if Harbaugh gets his gets his ass off the mat and starts winning win a few games before losing the house again. How about that? <laughs> For his sake, right? For his sake. For his sake. Only his sake. All right man, take it yep. light, brother. You do the same, bro. All right, peace out. That's my guy, d Nash. Please check him out on um, the Yard at Sports and raps about all things Cincinnati Sports. This was Sleazy Radio on Facebook Live every Tuesday night and it's great work on heroesports.com. Thank you all for tuning to the podcast. This is Scott Burks with the Clown. i sign it off. As always, folks, please stay your ass at home. If you can't stay at home, wear a mask, wash your hands, and one last thing. Oh, six. Nice. Bitch.